Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm your host, Brandon Yates, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. Today we will be talking about the 2023 Australian Open and what has been happening at the tennis tournament so far. I think there's been plenty of talking points that we can look at so far. I think there's been a few upsets, some surprise results, but all in all, it's been a very fantastic and exciting tournament as we expected um, from one of the most anticipated Grand Slam events of the year. Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Of course, um, you know, from a Chinese fan's perspective, how have Chinese players been performing so far? And, you know, just scrolling through Chinese social media, I'm sure it's been buzzing as well. Um, how have Chinese fans on Chinese social media been reacting to their play? Uh, well, yes, we have some highlights in the Chinese women's um, contingent. Zhu Ling and the veteran Zhang Shuai both reached the third round. Uh, for Zhu Ling, it's a breakthrough in her career because um, she has never gone this far in a Grand Slam. Uh, she actually attributed the win to many Chinese fans who cheered for her at the arena in Melbourne. This is the first time I win to the final 22 of a Grand Slam, and it is at the Australian Open, which is quite special in my heart. I like to play here, and each time I play here, I have a feeling of coming home. Many Chinese fans will come to the spot to cheer me up. I think I played more confidently than before this year, as I believe I can perform myself in a higher stage. I'm happy that I played quite determined today, even in a crucial moment. I hope I can continue my dominance to perform better next. Then Zhang Shuai is uh, quite a familiar face to Chinese fans at the Australian Open. She once won the women's doubles title, partnering with local Australian Samantha Stosa. And she had reached the last 32 a couple of times, actually, in Melbourne. So she's pretty much a consistent Chinese power at the Grand Slam. Um, and meantime, we have a lot of early exits by players from the Chinese mainland. Zheng Qingwen was out in the second hurdle after a two-set loss to Bernarda Pera. That was, that was quite a surprise to me, actually, considering Zheng's highlighting performances last year across different events, including uh, reaching the quarterfinals at Roland Garros. I thought Zheng was... Actually, the favourite among the Chinese girls to enter the second week of action at the Australian Open. Um, perhaps she just didn't find her pace yet so early in the season, uh, after a long break. Then in the men's singles, all three players from the Chinese mainland are out. But uh, remember, they already made history. There hadn't been so many male players from the Chinese mainland ever um, reached the main draw in Australia. Um, the biggest surprise is still Shang Junchen. Um, I will later focus on his performances. What made me really feel regrettable is Zhang Zhijian's exit. And I would partially blame um, his loss for the halt of the match due to weather conditions. And he scored the upper hand actually going into the deciding fifth set, but unfortunately the rain stopped his momentum um, and he came up short when the match resumed. But still, Zhang's season just started and I believe he can bring more fine plays in the following tournaments. Um, that's basically also what Chinese fans react to his and other players' exits at the Australian Open. 
Yeah, I must say, you know, for from my perspective, um, you know, just watching any sport, you know, people, I think, you know, people that don't really play sports or, you know, just watch it don't really understand how important momentum is. Like literally in any sport, whether it be football, rugby, tennis, um, you know, little things like that, like weather delays, time wasting, um, any sort of delay like that um, can really affect an individual or a team's performance. So that was a really unfortunate, uh, unfortunate bit of luck there. But the future is definitely looking promising. And like you said, um, just the achievement in itself of having a record number of competitors at, at you know, a major Grand Slam tournament is just a fantastic achievement. And I think that um, the Chinese athletes so far can definitely keep their heads held high. And they really are performing well and representing the nation really well. It really has been fantastic to watch. And I think it's something that Chinese fans can 100% be very, very proud of indeed. Um, Tianyu, from your perspective, of course, like we've been saying, just fantastic to see so many Chinese athletes performing at the Australian Open. And of course, Chinese social media has also been buzzing about their play. Um, what have you thought about their performances so far and um, also about what's being said on social media at this point? Um, I would say uh, Chinese players have been making a lot of breakthroughs this year. Yeah, first of all, China's top-seeded player Zhang Shuai defeated uh, Petro Martic of uh, Croatia in two sets and advanced into the third round of the tournament. So this is the, fir- uh, this is the fifth time for Zhang to achieve that at Melbourne Park. Her matches were postponed due to bad weather, but that didn't prevent her from being extremely calm during the match. She beat her opponent with ease and her great experience. And her uh, career best record was in 2016, when she upset the then world number two, Simona Halep, and advanced into the quarterfinal at the Australian Open. She's uh, already 34 years old now. Let's wish her good luck and maintain her good form. And uh, another Chinese female player, Zhu Ling, has also entered the third round by upsetting Swiss player Jill Teschmann. It was actually the first time for her to enter this stage in a Grand Slam event, and she didn't panic when facing opponents who rank higher than her. And on social media, like Yang Guang said, the Chinese fans have shown their respect to all the Chinese players because we all, uh, we all know that they are not like those favorites, they don't have much attention like those big-name players, but they're working extremely hard and deserve our praise and support in every match. Absolutely. Of course, we wish the remaining Chinese athletes at the Australian Open the very best of luck as the tournament progresses. But yeah, like you said, it's fantastic to see that on social media that Chinese fans have been showing their respect for the Chinese athletes at the Australian Open. And um, their performances have been fantastic to see. So it's like I said, it's also great to see that the fans are respecting those um, performances. And yeah, like we said, the remaining athletes, the very best of luck. And um, hopefully we can see progress um, for these Chinese athletes as the tournament progresses. We'll just have to um, keep an eye on them. Speaking of keeping an eye on um, Chinese athletes and tennis players at the Australian Open, um, but just going through the news at this point in time, even you know just international news all around the world, so much talk, positive talk has been around um, 17-year-old Chinese tennis player Shang Chun Cheng's future. Um, the 17-year-old, of course, has been um, you know knocked out of the tournament already, but you know he's such a young, talented, up-and-coming player. And so many former and current tennis stars are talking about his future and saying that he's definitely one to watch and that he's a really fantastic talent coming out of China. 
Um, Yang Guang, just from your perspective, what do you think the future holds for this fantastically talented Chinese tennis player? Uh, well, I, I think his future is very bright ahead of um, his career. And he made it into the second round in Australia, marking, uh, which marks the first match win by a male player from the Chinese mainland at the Grand Slam in the Open Era. A massive breakthrough um, in Chinese tennis history. Don't forget he's only 17 years old, as you said. A second round defeat to Francis Tiafo was not a shame at all. Um, actually, I believe he learned a lot from that defeat and the whole Australian Open journey. Tiafo was uh, rising quickly, very quickly from last year, reaching the semi-finals of the US Open. He's a quality player, a big test, and Shang made quite some good rallies against him in the first two sets, despite losing both of them and uh, the following third set. But you can tell uh, from Tiafo's comments on Shang after that match that um, Tiafo um, also knows um, Shang is now a wonder boy. Uh, if you it would say, immense tennis. Special. That dude is special. He's going to be a problem for a long time. 17, playing like that, hitting the ball like that, moving like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of his and um, super nice guy as well. And I hope nothing but the best for him, honestly. Probably his, his weight of shot for like how he looks. You wouldn't think he'd be able to hit the ball as hard as he can. That bad block definitely helps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he, forehand he can hit hard. On the run, he can hit great shots. He's pretty skilled. He can slice. He can. He's, he's got all the shots. Serve. If the serve can get better, it'll be really tough. You know, I felt like you know every return game, I felt like I made him pay. But you know, if it, and that's only going to get better. He's seventeen. Um, we talked about Shang's talent. His move is great. Always be able to reach the right position to hit the ball. Very balanced in both forehand and backhand. He's skilled in different types of shots, like Tiafo said. Solid. Baseline shots. Um, he knows when to play drop shots and slice the ball, and not afraid of charging into the net. Um, perhaps his only weakness is um, his serve, uh, which I think is the most important part in a men's singles match. His average first serving speed is over 20 kilometers per hour less than Tiafo. Of course, the American is known for his power, but. Uh, Sean definitely needs to improve on that. Even, even the best of the best, Djokovic, Nadal, and Roger Federer, all of them once really focused on serving in a certain period in their careers. And it turned out this really helped them a lot in winning titles, especially at Grand Slam. So uh, I really expect Sean to improve on his serve and um, hopefully um, we can find some differences made in the following tournaments he's going to play. Absolutely. I think, you know, when we think of past superstars that emerged onto the scene as, you know, 17 or 18 year olds, you know, you think of Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, etc. They just kind of came along as raw talents. And, you know, of course, their game wasn't fine tuned. There were, you know, certain elements to their game that needed to be um, improved on. And like you said, um, with Shang Chung Cheng's uh, serving, um, that is something that can be worked on. But um, there's so many other elements of his game that you mentioned there that are already looking incredibly promising. So I think that um, I agree with you. I think he learned plenty from that second round exit, and I think that he will come back even stronger. But yeah, there's been plenty of, of buzz around him and his future 
So I think that there is plenty to come from him. And I think in the near future, hopefully by the time he gets to his, you know, early or mid twenties, he will reach his peak. And that should be something really fantastic to see. Um, Tian, you, from your perspective, what do you think the future holds for him? And what do you think about his performance at the Australian Open so far? Um, yeah, like we said before, uh, Shang Jinchen is really young and talented. It is his first Grand Slam event, and I think he's been doing great as a rookie at Melbourne Park. As uh, as the youngest player in the men's singles, he has been showing excellent skill and maturity in his Grand Slam debut. He gained an easy win over Oscar Orte, an unseeded 29-year-old German. Even though his first opponent was not that strong, but Shang has shown his confidence and consistency during the game. And his journey in Melbourne just ended in the second round. And although he didn't make it to the next round, let's just not forget, uh, as Yang, Yang Guang mentioned, who he was facing. He was beaten by American player Francis Tiafo, who just beat Rafael Nadal last year. So his exit was not surprising at all. But judging from what we have uh, seen in the first round, his playing style is clever. He often changes gears and speeds to avoid giving opponents a consistent rhythm. And he also showed a lot of composure during the whole game. Yeah, I would say Shang's future is really full of hope. He started his professional career high as the world's top-ranked junior, and he's been accepting professional tennis training since an early age. And also, let's not forget, he's just 17 years old. He's just too young. His body can grow, and he will be more mature in terms of techniques and mindset. So I think as long as he keeps hard, uh, training hard and improving himself, like uh, Yang Guang said, uh, maybe making extra effort in improving his serve, I'm sure he is going to achieve something in the future. Absolutely. He's a phenomenal talent. And like we've said, he's only 17 years old, but I think there's still plenty more to come from him. And his performance at the Australian Open was very impressive and definitely got the world's attention. So I think the future looks very bright for him. And we, of course, wish him the best of luck as his career progresses. Um, in terms of everything else that's been happening at the Australian Open, there, there have been plenty of talking points and a couple of surprises. Of course, Rafael Nadal's early loss, I think, has possibly been the biggest surprise of the tournament so far. You know, possibly one of the greatest tennis players of all time, um, holds the record number of Grand Slam singles titles, and just what an incredible career he's had so far. And I still think that there is more to come from him, but this early loss at the Australian Open was a massive surprise. I believe he was struggling um, with an injury throughout that match and he still managed to play on. But despite that, the early exit was a massive, massive surprise and definitely something that people didn't expect. Yang Guang, were you as surprised as I was by Rafael Nadal's early loss? And what do you think the future holds for him, you know, in 2023 and beyond? Well, um, yes, it shocked me when I learned news that uh, Nadal was eliminated in the second round. Um, it's his earliest exit from a Grand Slam in seven years. But um, but if you think about it, his physical condition has been an issue for a long time. His left foot, his back, his knee, especially since last year, and he, he was on again, off again, on again, off again. Then crashing out in Melbourne in the first week is... It's not a complete shock. Um, an exam after his rare straight sets loss shows that Nadal injured his left hip flexor, which could sideline him for six to eight weeks. Certainly, 
Um, Nadal has been bothered by injuries, but this time um, it seems like um, he was more frustrated than usual. I have a history in the hip that uh, had issues. I had to do treatments in the past uh, recently too, but was not this uh, amount of problem. Not difficult to accept. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you feel super tired about all this uh, stuff in terms of injuries. Can come here and say lying that the life is fantastic and uh, staying positive and keep fighting. Not now. Tomorrow starts another day. But now it's a, it's a tough moment. It's a tough day. I, I really hope that that don't put me out of the court for a, for a long time because <laughs> then it's it's tough to to make all the recovery game. It's not only the recovery; it's all the the amount of work that you need to put together to to come back at a decent level. I went through this process uh, too many times in my career, and uh, I am ready to keep doing. I think, uh, but. Uh, that's not easy without a doubt. Yeah, the injury and his struggling on the court this time really remind us that, that Nadal is not young uh, anymore. In f- four or five months, he will turn 37, and the people have started to ask questions if and he could recover like uh, those previous injury-plagued season and um, continue to play. Some even have started to say maybe it's time for him to retire from tennis, but um, but I really don't see it happening, at least for this season. We will definitely see him return to the court and play. Um, I'm pretty sure he will play again at Roland Garros. Nadal's fans would know what a fighter, what a warrior he is. Quitting would be the last thing in his mind when he steps onto the courts, so I expect him to perhaps skip some less important events, slash some tournaments off his schedule, make some gaps between the swings, and truly focus on the Grand Slams and other high-level games. But um, I don't really see him retire from tennis, not yet. I have to agree. I also hope that he reduces his schedule and just focuses on Grand Slam tournaments just to solidify his place in history. I mean, that kind of has, I mean, that's already guaranteed. He will definitely go down as one of the best of all time. Um, But just in terms of resting his body and managing his time as he uh, continues to age um, and just manage all of those, you know, mounting injuries that he unfortunately has to deal with. Um, I just really hope that he plays less tennis and gives himself more time to recover and focuses on those Grand Slam tournaments. I also think that there's definitely more to come from him. And one of the biggest elements of his game is his mentality and mental strength. So I also don't think that he's going to retire anytime soon. Um, So, yeah, I think we will definitely see him have a massive return at Roland Garros and, um, you know, other Grand Slams throughout the year and potentially even next year and beyond. Um, Tianyu, from your perspective, what do you think we will see from Rafa Nadal as 2023 progresses? And were you also surprised by this early exit from the Australian Open? Well, actually, I am not quite surprised by his early exit of the tournament. Just like uh, what we have talked about earlier, he was not in his best form before entering the tournament. Judging from his performance in the United Cup and the Athlete International before the Australian Open, we can see he's uh, still troubled by some health issues and, and, uh, and is not, not in his best form. He lost uh, to an unranked American player in straight sets this year and uh, also injured his hip during the game. 
and he's on a rough losing streak at the moment, dropping seven of his last nine matches. This was actually Nadal's earliest exit from a Grand Slam tournament since、uh, Wimbledon in 2015, when he also lost in the second round and and was also suffering from injuries. And、uh, like you said, I guess that was just every single professional sports player has to deal with during their whole career: aging and injury. And Nadal has also been facing countless injuries throughout his career, and he also conquered them and went on to win so many titles. So, I personally hope that this time he could also gain a victory over injury and age. Because it would be such a pity if we couldn't watch him playing again, as we already lost Roger Federer, who retired last year at 42. So, like both of you, I hope he could recover soon and continue to deliver amazing performance for us, like what he's been doing for his entire career. Absolutely, you know, I think,、um, like you said, aging and injuries is just you know part of the game and something that we see、um, from tennis players as the, as the years progress. I suppose I see your point in terms of the early exit wasn't too much of a surprise, especially considering injury concerns and that kind of thing.、Um, so yeah, we'll just have to see. He has to manage himself. His team has to manage his schedule, and his you know medical team has to manage his body. I think it's going to be a collective effort, and I think that's something that's really required from someone that's going to go down you know as a historical figure in the game. You know, he really has to be managed. In all elements of his game, both on and off the court. So we just have to hope that you know his team has his best interests in mind in terms of progressing his career and、um, you know making sure that he has as much longevity as possible. And yeah, like you said, this year we've already、um, seen well, not this year,、um, you know, a couple of months ago we've seen、um, Roger Federer retire, also one of the greatest of all time. And yeah, hopefully we can see a couple of the remaining、um, goats, so to speak, the likes of Djokovic, Nadal,、um, you know, continue to play for some time. But I think it's going to require some expert management. So time will tell what happens there. But just sticking with this tournament, and、um, of course the men's and women's titles are still up for grabs, and we've already seen some um, massive um, exits and some shock victories and shock defeats. Um, Yang Guang, just quickly, who do you think are your favorites to win both the men's and women's titles at this point in the tournament?、Uh, my choice: Novak Djokovic、uh, for the men's singles title, and Iga Swiatek for the women's.、Uh, I know a lot of people would agree with me.、Um, Djokovic knows how to win matches, especially in Australia.、Uh, now many top players are out: Nadal, Rude, Alexander Zverev. Uh, I I really don't see many challenges left to pose a threat to him.、Um, then Sviantek, as I said in previous chats, she's currently the most consistent women's player.、Uh, she might make errors in one serve, one set, but you never expect her to make mistakes throughout a match.、Uh, that's why she's world number one now and、uh, could win 37 consecutive matches last season. Yeah, I have to agree with those picks,、um, especially with Djokovic, because, like you said, so many、um, top-seeded players have already、um, been knocked out, and I think that he is、um, hugely motivated at this tournament, having, of course, missed last year's tournament. So I think Djokovic is definitely the favorite there for the men's title. And yeah, Iga Swiatek, her consistency, her unbelievable performances—you know, over a, a long period of time—she also just has to be the favorite for the women's title. I think she'll probably face more challenges than Djokovic might、um, in terms of. In the women's division as opposed to the men's division, but yeah, I definitely、um, agree with your two picks there, Yang Guang. 
Tianyu, do you agree with Yang Guang's picks or do you have any other players in mind for the men's and women's titles? Yeah, my picks are exactly the same as you <laughs> You are. So uh, Djokovic is still the biggest favorite. Uh, there's no doubt for that. He has already lost two of his biggest opponents, Nadal and Kaspar Root. And judging from the previous matches, we can see he's in good form now. And uh, so I think as long as he can deal with the little injury well and keep his consistency and stable mindset, he, re- he remains the most favorable contender for the trophy and may break the Grand Slam rec- record made by Nadal. And uh, in the women's singles, Iga Swiatek look, looks the, still looks the strongest. But there, but there have also uh, been so many upsets happening in this year's tournament. So I think it's likely that we could see the rise of a new champion in women's singles at the Melbourne Park. Well, this is a nice and comfortable way to end the podcast. We all agree <laughs> on our favorites, um, and hopefully we are all proven right. But yeah, um, just wishing all of the remaining athletes at the Australian Open the very best of luck in the men's and women's titles, and of course, all of the other titles that are up for grabs. And that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we will see you then. Mm-hmm.